The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Everybody sells something, whether you are in promotions, customer service, or sales. Without a plan, you are looking at a near-zero chance at success. Welcome to Sales Execution Optimization, the new SEO with host Bill Bush. If you are looking to gain or retain your clients, this is one hour you and your business can't afford to miss. Now, here is your host, Phil Bush. Well, good afternoon or good evening, wherever you are around the world. Thanks very much for joining in. This is Phil Bush, and I'm excited to be here on the premiere episode of Sales Execution Optimization, the new SEO. And, you know, everyone knows SEO from the days of search engine optimization. But in my world, and I think in many worlds out there, when I talk about today, sales execution optimization is radically more important. So no matter what you role, your role is in an organization, in today's world, everyone sells. Everybody sells, and everybody's involved with the sales process. And I think in my time in sales and sales management, you know, people who tell me, oh, I'm not really involved in sales, nothing could be further from the truth. Everyone's involved. And today, we're very, very happy to have with us the president of the company, North American Division of DECRA, on with us, Don Nicholson. Don, thanks for being on the show today. Welcome. Phil, thank you for having me on your show and being the premiere episode. Uh, thank you so much for having me as your first guest. Well, I'm very happy to have you because, Don, you've had a great career in a variety of roles, and you've been involved in and out of sales. So that, As a president of a company, you know, you get involved, I know, in sales on a day-by-day basis. Isn't that the case? Yeah, I, I, I like to consider myself a frontline leader. Um, I, I have always yeah. said to uh, the people within my organization, you can't lead from behind. And in mm-hmm. any organization, nothing happens till a sale is made. I mean, whether you're selling an idea internally or to a customer, or whether you're selling a product or a service, Nothing is going to happen until a sale is made. Once a sale is made, then a whole lot of activity starts going and bustling around the concept of uh, making good on that sale and doing a good job for your customer. Yeah, I, I think, Don, I think you're absolutely right. And, and, and that's really why we're doing this show is to really talk about the, that fact. And I don't think people would argue with what you said, but I'm not sure everyone really understands how to always participate in the proper fashion. One of the things that we talk about is we live in an incredibly fast-paced world, highly competitive environment, and, and I know you said it, you just said it right then in different words, but everyone's part of that sales process. And one of the goals of sales execution optimization is to talk about how we help people get involved with the process, improve it, understand their role in it, and because really what you just said, nothing happens to you sell something. That was something uh, an old sales manager of mine used to say, because that's the engine that drives the revenue of your organization. So, 
Don, in your perspective, how has sales evolved over the last few years? What's really what have you what have you seen? What's been happening out there? Boy, that's a great question. And you know, really, in the last uh, let's say fifteen years, so much has changed with sales. Um, you know, you can go back in in time uh, where sales used to be made on the back of a napkin. Um, sitting at a, uh, uh, maybe at your favorite restaurant yeah. or your favorite bar or whatever the case may be, uh, to now where I guess that still happens today, but there's so many other things that a, uh, a person that is trying to conduct a sale has to do today. And you have to be a master of social media. You have to be a master of using the internet. You have to be a master of using your, your, uh, smartphone. And there's so much technology that's involved today with selling that probably wasn't involved in the past. And I, and to tell you the truth, at the end of the day, technology is great. It, it, it'll help you do a lot of different things, but it won't sell anything for you. And I think, you know, the biggest thing that I've seen is sales professional, professionals today leaning on that technology and thinking that's going to do something for them. It might introduce them to somebody. It might give them yeah. another context, but it's not going to sell anything for them. And you still have to press the flesh you still have to be right. with people. You still have to talk with them. You still have to make relationships to be able to sell. So what I've seen change the most over the last 15 years is really the technology uh, behind selling. Yeah, certainly can't argue that point at all, Don. And that's, that's you raise a really great point. Say, technology and the way we use it in sales certainly can be important, but they are simply tools to execute. You still got to do the hard work of selling, and I think that's really a great point you make. Is that you know there's a lot more tools than there used to be, because back when you and I started in sales, it was you know start making cold calls and start doing this and start doing that, and eventually you met somebody and eventually you did that deal on the back of the napkin, and that was how it worked. But with technology <laughs> in all parts of the cycle. You know, that's the way it is today. And I think the other thing, Don, just to echo on to what you said, certainly concur, the fact that there's so much information out there about whatever you're selling now. The Internet has put all the data out there. So most often there's a stated fact from the Gartner Group that 70 percent of all buyers are looking on the Internet to find all they think all the data on what their prospective buy is going to be before they ever talk to somebody in sales. So yeah, that's, ab- that's, that's just how it is. True. Yeah. And you know, technology yeah. can be used wrong. I see a lot of salespeople that maybe aren't doing so well. And these could be salespeople that are in my organization or in other organizations that I've worked for, uh, or even, uh, friends that are in sales. And, and I have this one share, uh, story I always share. Um, it was yeah. maybe about about 15 years ago, and, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, email was becoming more and more popular, more and more popular. I can actually remember a day when there wasn't email, uh, but uh, yeah. all of a sudden it was becoming the main mode of communication, which I'm not a big fan of. I, I mean, email is, is a great way uh, to back up what a discussion that you just had or whatever the case may be. It, it's good to follow up. It's a great follow-up tool, but it's not a... It's not an initial communication tool, which a lot of people are using that for today. And in sales, uh, again, I just don't think it works. And let me share a story with you. I was working for a company at the time who had a very large project. And the whole team, the whole company was involved uh, with, with it was a very large uh, proposal that we were putting out. And we had a great salesperson working on it. 
And uh, he was heading up the team, and we were doing all this work. Must have took us about a month to put this proposal together. We we got it done. It looked beautiful. And then, you know, we gave it to the sales uh, executive and said, okay, deliver this to your customer. And then it was probably a week later I followed up. I, I hadn't heard anything, you know, so I followed up with the sales executive. And I was already on to my other deals, and I was working with some of my other sales executives. And I said, hey, how's that deal going? And he said, and these were the words that shocked me. He said, I don't know. I sent him an email about a week ago. I haven't heard anything back. Oh, boy. And to me, oh, I thought boy. we're all of a sudden technology, you know, could go very, very wrong. So here is something that the whole company was counting on. The whole company was involved with. It was very important to our health and our well-being of our company. And our salesperson was normally a pretty good salesperson, but was getting used to using email or whatever the case may be or already was too deep into it. And instead of calling the customer and following up or hand-delivering the proposal, like we used to do back in the old days, he emailed it yeah. off and he hadn't heard anything back in five or six days. And he was leaving the destiny of our company and the destiny of his sale, which could have meant a lot to him in, in commission dollars for his family or whatever the case may be, up to email. Right. And I just thought, oh, my yeah. Lord, I can see how this is all going to backfire on us. Yeah. Well, no, I think you're absolutely right. So I think in, in summary to that whole point, even though some things have changed, you still have to do the – to use it since we're in football season, I'll use the football analogy, the blocking and tackling that you do to be an effective sales professional. You still got to do it. It has That has not changed. Is that fair? I agree with that totally. In fact, you said it earlier – Buyers can do all of their own due diligence on the Internet, and chances yeah, are they're going right. to find what they want on the Internet. They're going to find the company they want to do business with, then they're, you know, or maybe they can compare you against your competitors. And, and there's not, they're probably, if you're in the same industry, they're not going to find a whole lot of differences. Maybe just if you're, uh, your mission statements and those types of things, what it is that you're trying to accomplish as a company, of course, may be different. But at the end of the day, if right. you have similar services that you're providing to your competitors, I mean, you know, websites and those types of things are there to promote people to buy from the websites that they're buying from or from the companies that are running those websites. It's, it's, it's you know, so there's a lot of, um, boy, you can find the same thing at one, at the other, at the other. So what does it come down to now after that? It comes down to a relationship they're going to have. And people to this day, still like to buy from people. I mean, I know with Amazon and they all do. these other sites, people love to buy from a website. Oh, it's so easy. It's so convenient. But when you're doing business, I'm not yeah. talking about buying a toaster or a blender, but when you're doing business, yeah. I don't know that buying something over the internet, a service or a product for your business or whatever the case may be, consulting services, something. I don't think it's best to do it without knowing some somebody and someone uh, and the yeah. personality of that company that you're doing the work with. You have to, you have to know someone. Yeah. Well, Don, I think you raise a great point. And again, certainly there are different types of sales out there. I'm certainly the first to acknowledge that fact. But to your point, Don, when you're buying something of substance, I think there are three parts to a sale. And I encourage everybody out there to think about this in whatever you sell, whatever your role is. There is the relationship you have with your potential customer. There is the roadmap to success about, and that means revenue to you and means success for them. And there's the actual success, customer success of them feeling like you're, you've done the right thing to make them successful. 
And those three elements, relationship management, roadmap to revenue, and customer success, are still fundamental things. Now, the execution of them certainly can be different, but they still are the three things when you're talking about a sale of substance, it seems. Yeah, I really do believe in the fact. Yeah, I'm here, and and I hear you, but I really do believe – as you're saying that, you've got to be engaged with the customer today. Nothing has changed with sales yeah. over these last 15 years. I think we've added a whole lot of technology. We've added a whole lot of ways to communicate with people. But at the end of the day, people buy from people. They don't buy from machines. They don't buy from emails. Yeah. I've never seen an email sell a damn thing in my life. You know, not anything <laughs> of value anyways. I mean, if, if yes. it's something of no value and you can buy it from anyone, okay, I'll buy it off an email. Somebody sends me an email. I know the guy. Thank you very much. But if it's something that I value right. my company really needs and I'm doing business, I want to talk to somebody. I want to, I want to interact. I want to feel comfortable. I want to have a business-type relationship, a professional relationship with a person I'm right. buying from. And, Phil, this really makes me nervous today because I see in a lot of young yeah. salespeople uh, today um, face-to-face or even phone uh, communication is not the preferred method, is not their first method of interaction. Yeah. Their first method of interaction is email, texts, um, you know, social media, Instagram, Facebook, whatever the case may be. All great stuff. Right. And I'm not going to say it's no good. That's not what I'm going to say. But it will never take the place of talking to somebody and closing the deal. Yeah, that's certainly the case. So, So, Don, just to summarize, I mean, I think that what your points are excellent. Again, you live this every day. So you, even though I, I like to consider myself a sales execution professional, you live this as a, as a, as a head of a, you know, a large organization and you're involved with sales directly. So when you look at it, what would you say, or if you had the name for the folks who are listening in, and thank you all very much for, for tuning in to our premiere episode, what are the what are the couple two or three things that you've really got to get across to your sellers? If you have to pick, I know there's probably a lot. How to pick a couple? What would they be? To my sales force. Sure. Well, I, I always I, I preach these four pillars of success. Whether you're leading people, uh, when it, whether you're managing a company, or whether you're selling something, I preach these four pillars of success. That if you practice them. And if you do them completely, they will work for you. The first one is education. And by education, I don't mean Harvard or Yale or, hey, that's great stuff. You know what I mean? But when I'm talking about education, it's know your product, know your service, and know the people that deliver it. You have to be an expert of what it is that you sell. And if you don't plan to do that, um, well, then, you know, maybe sales isn't for you. I know a lot of people that... You know, hey, well, we, we, we have somebody, the technical expert, comes with me and helps me sell. That's good, too. That means that you, you're yeah. smart enough to know that you need a technical expert with you to sell or somebody who understands the service that you sell better than you. That's fine, uh, but become an expert of uh, your service that you sell or your products that you sell and make sure that uh, you're very well networked uh, throughout the organization. The second is communication, yeah. and we've already talked about that, all right? So we have yeah. education, communication. We've talked about that. Get on the phone. Go out and meet people. Get on an airplane. Go to trade shows. Go to your local uh, chamber of commerce events. Shake hands. Kiss babies. That's how sales is done. People <laughs> buy from people. Uh, they the do. The thing is motivation. 
And, you you know, I've always said, uh, you, you know, the hardest sale I ever had to make was internally. I could go sell, you know, out yeah. to the world and, and to customers. But then i got to come back to the factory or come back to, uh, uh, you know, the company and say, okay, this is a deal we got. Now we got to make this come to fruition. You know what I mean? And, and usually yeah. if you're selling something, you're typically challenging your organization to grow. I mean, right. you know. Um, so you got to come back, and then you got to convince all those. And this is where I see a lot of successful salespeople fail. Uh, they don't know how to motivate uh-huh. internally their own people within their own organization to help them uh, solidify and make good on the sales that they are actually doing. Uh, so you have to not, right. not only motivate internally uh, at your own company, but then also motivate your customers. Make them excited about what it is that you're going to do for them or what it is that you're going to sell to them. I mean, may, have some fun, you know. And then the last right. thing is celebration. The last thing is celebration. I always yeah. feel is very important. And, hey, um, if you know me, I like to go out and have a good time. I mean, I enjoy that. I like uh-huh. uh, hanging out with the people I work with. And, you know, we like to celebrate. But celebrate is also sure. you know, with your customers and making sure that everybody realizes, hey, we just did something good. Even the customer just bought something from you. If it's of value, they did something very good for their company. So, hey, take Take your customer and maybe his or her boss or a couple of the people in the department. Take them out for a lunch or something like that. Or, you know, celebrate just a little bit um, and uh, tell everybody what a good job they did. All the people within your organization in helping you make this sale. Tell them what a good job they did. So the four pillars I always, uh, I really stress are education, uh, communication, motivation, and celebration. You follow that routine every single time and everything you do in business, you're going to be successful. Yeah, I I think you're right, Don, and I think you raised a couple of really good points there that I think I I hope everyone takes into account because when we talk about sales execution optimization, this is not about a particular product or service. Uh, This is really aimed at anybody who who fancies themselves to be in business. Selling is a fundamental part of what you are doing in nearly all cases. And again, it may not reflect in your title. I, I accept that. But one of the things we're going to talk about as we go into our next discussion, our next segment, Don, we're going to talk a lot about the nature of teams and team selling because you brought up a really great point there, which I think is very, very critical, which is how do people work together internally to achieve something great for a customer? And I think that's going to be a really interesting discussion point as we kind of get going in our next segment. But you've you've already learned a lot from a leader in the field. But like I said, sales execution optimization, It's to me, it's the new SEO because we're going to talk about those two words, execution, because I think that's critical, and optimization. And if you don't do both those things, you're going to have trouble. So as we come back into our next segment – You're going to be really interested to hear about how to work in a teaming environment because that's going to be exciting because I think many people out there think selling is a solo sport. Maybe it used to be, but folks, not anymore. Everyone's in the boat together. So that's going to be where our, our next discussion point is team selling and sales execution optimization and how they work together. We're looking forward to this great next segment, and thanks so much for being with us here on Sales Execution Optimization, the new SEO.
Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Maverin Sales and Marketing is a methodology independent and worldwide resource to help organizations better execute on sales process, sales coaching, sales planning, territory development, partner execution, and related topics. The organization works across all industries. Sales has certain elements that are beyond training and are better addressed by a company like Maverin, where each situation is unique. Reach out to Maverin by email at psbmaverin at gmail.com or call 404-840-4927. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Sales Execution Optimization, the new SEO. To reach Phil Bush or his guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to psbush at bellsouth.net. Now, back to Sales Execution Optimization. Well, thanks for joining us again, and please do call in if you're listening or do email me. You know, I do a lot of work around the world. I've worked in 22 countries around the world and uh, lived in two outside the U.S., and I always find one of the things I have found, though, is sales is sales. There are differences culturally, but there's some fundamentals about sales that are true anywhere you are selling. It doesn't matter what country sales, to some degree, is still sales, and there's differences, but I've worked through those so, so we hope you call in, hope you uh, write me, and we'll be happy to address your particular issues. We talked a lot in our first segment about how sales has really changed. I really wanted to focus on this second part of our show, uh, really about team selling, because I think in, in prior eras, sales in many cases was very much, hey, I'm the seller, I'm, I go do it, I'm the person. And we had a lot of sellers that I refer to as kind of commando sellers that thought they were going to go out there and do it all. Now, and maybe some of them did, and they're, you know, to their credit. But I think in, a, in the age we live in now, and my, my great guest, Don Nicholson, Don, really appreciate you being with us. And thanks for all that great insight as a president of a, the company, Decra. You, you dealt with this firsthand. But selling is so complicated now, there's so many moving parts to it that it seems like team selling it was more important because you've got to get your whole company, in some cases, involved in a sale. Have you found that to be the case in, in your organization? I'm a big believer in team selling, always have been. Uh, I mentioned earlier uh, that uh, you know salespeople need, sales professionals need to educate themselves on uh, the products or services that they're selling. That's a given. But also you should bring experts with you to the sale event, you know, the selling event, whatever the case may be, whether you have a presentation or a lunch meeting, um, even if you're at a trade show and you're, you're manning a booth uh, for your company, you should have your, your subject matter experts in that booth with you. You always need to have that technical or whatever resource it is to be able to explain in depth your product. Now, I'm not saying you shouldn't explain it, but probably the technical yeah. expert, the subject matter expert can go a lot deeper into what they do. Now, also, I involve right. other people. I involve other people that uh, are going to be involved with the program uh, 
or the product if we do sell it. Uh, I want to have, when I mm-hmm. go to meet with a client and we're presenting, I want them to meet the people that if they do buy the service or the product from us, that they're going to be working with. And this really, I think, is right. very important. And everybody has a part that they play in that presentation or in that sale uh, showing the customer what our potential is and who our people are. Right. Absolutely the case, Don. And it leads me to something else. What you just said was very key, I think, to selling. One of the things salespeople often underestimate is one of the most important things a seller can bring to the table for their client or prospective client is the ability to muster resources for the customer. Bringing resources shows that a seller is not just so focused on what they, the seller, believes, but they're there to serve the customer. And I think that really is a key element of selling in the year 2016 and certainly will be beyond. Is that the case, Don? Absolutely. And, you know, if I'm following your lead here, as I said earlier, as part of my four pillars of sales, motivation is critical. And motivating your own company to help you with this sale, meaning those people, those subject matter experts, those program managers, those customer, or I'm sorry, those uh, product experts, the customer service people, all of those that will be involved uh, with the program to motivate them to help you do this sale, to make this sale happen, which benefits everybody, is a key player right. of true sales leadership. And when I see a yeah. salesperson that's able to do that, that's able to, to rally the team, corral everybody up and say, okay, let's talk about how we're going to get this done. Let's talk about what we can offer. And then let's go out and talk to this customer as a group. Now, I'm not saying bring 20 people in there. That's that's too much. Yeah. But maybe three, three or four of your, your experts in your company with you uh, that handle these different uh, parts of the delivery of the service or the product, I think is a great thing to do. And, you know, I'm also a big believer, Phil. Um, I'm not a just show up and grip and grin kind of a, a, <laughs> a salesperson. I like to plan yeah. well-orchestrated sales events. I mean, I want a formal presentation. Uh, I'd love to bring in a lunch if that's possible or have lunch before or after or even dinner Um, the night before, but I like a well-rounded professional sales presentation um, that looks more like a show than just, hey, stopping in and, you know, sitting across the desk from, so there's times for that, but I mean, if you really want to impress somebody, I don't don't know that you could just do that by, you know, uh, sitting across the desk from them and uh, showing them a pamphlet and then walking away. Right. No, that's a very good point, Don. I think many of our listeners may be thinking, well, gee, I don't work in that kind of an environment. And I, I appreciate that some of you out there probably have different thoughts, different ideas about this. But don't underestimate the importance of the things you're hearing here about optimizing the execution of the process. And one of the things that I have worked with a lot of companies on is establishing or updating, reestablishing, whatever word you want to use, their sales process, because invariably it changes. And in this day and age, as Don talked about up front, you know, the sales process certainly is different, but always be thinking about how you can make your own process better. Even if you are by title an individual seller and you say, I do all this on my own, Think about the resources that you can work with behind the scenes that might help move things along. 
I think that's an important part, and I think Don's really echoing, really talking about that in his conversation because team selling, and the team may look differently. It could be a virtual team, but it's still a team and can be a very important team. So I couldn't agree Don, more. Don, I think Phil, that's really it? great. Yeah, yeah, I couldn't agree Please, more. Please, go ahead. You've articulated it very, very well. And, you know, the, the day of the lone wolf, I mean, I don't know. Maybe there are some products or some services out there where – Maybe a salesperson can do everything on their, on their own. But I, I ask them to think. And I'm not saying that there aren't times that you are by yourself. You are. There's a lot of times you're out selling by yourself. Yeah. But think about what you could do if you were to put together a team selling approach. And maybe, I mean, because the big deals are not going to be closed <laughs> with just you shaking somebody's yeah. hand and, and, and being there by yourself. The big deals, you got to right. bring in your executives. you got to bring in your support team. And you really, I mean, you know... So if, if you're just, you know, looking to make a, a, a small impact on your sales career, maybe you can do that all by yourself. Maybe you can make a big impact on your sales career all by yourself. But if you really, hey, I've been doing this for a long time, too long, actually now, yeah. uh, <laughs> over, uh, uh. over 30 years, I don't even like to say it, but the biggest deals that I've ever made <laughs> required multiple people to be there. And sometimes I had to bring in my executives to help me close right. the deal. Sure. Yeah, and that's a great point, Don, because one of the things that I've, I have uh, educated many sellers on, and you, you bring up a couple of points there, is number one, one of the most difficult things for sometimes I, I always talk about, I've, I have worked with a lot of very new sellers, young sellers, or maybe inexperienced, maybe not young, but not experienced in that category, and I've worked with a lot of very experienced sellers. And the experienced sellers often are tougher to work with than the new sellers because the experienced sellers are not really sure why the things they did just even a few years ago don't work now, where the new sellers come in and they don't have any bad habits to break. And sometimes right. in working with sellers, you got to break some bad habits to form new ones for today's changing environment. So that's I, kind I of where I think completely. we come on that. Yeah, yeah, I agree completely. And I want to say one other thing. You were saying before, yeah. make sure you really are fine-tuning your process. Make sure you're really in working your process and you know your process. Because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to agree with you, Phil. No process, yeah. no sale. That's what I've always said. No yeah. process, no sale. I mean, if you're just going in there and winging it every time, you're not selling anything. You have to follow a well-defined. And, and we talked about education, right? Good salespeople yeah. know what it takes, knows what that process is. They're educated. They learn best yeah. practices from the other salespeople in the organization, or they learn best practices from the executives in their organization. I mean, and so they, right. they understand exactly what the best process is to work that sale. And right. again, as I said, nothing happens till a sale is made. So, right. I mean, you know, if you can have the best company in the world, but if you can't sell anything, you're out of business. Well, and that's a great point, Don. And actually, I, I can bring you a couple of different. Let's, let's folks, let's think about a couple of examples. There's a few companies out there that probably don't believe in anything you're hearing here today, but they're those few companies that have got products that are basically category breakers that have set the tune. And of course, the most logical one to think of, if I was doing this as a, a show right now, I'd ask for a show of hands, but I can't do that. So what I would say is, what's the one company that most everyone could mention? And it's, of course, Apple. Apple really did change the game in their particular field. But that's a rarity where you get a category killer like that. 
most companies don't have that luxury of being category killers. They, they have to go in there and do what Don just said is do the work, build the team, make things go forward. And, and, you know, the other example is we've seen some really great companies that have never really taken off for the exact other reason Don said there's no process. So, folks, whatever you're selling, whatever part of the sale you're involved in, no process, no sale. Because Don said it, and he's absolutely right, because you just can't be successful without a process. And even if it's your own process by yourself, so be it. At least you've got one. And I've told sellers a lot, hey, I'm not saying the process is perfect, but as long as you've got a process that you follow and repetition is your friend in this situation, it's definitely your friend. Think about that because repeating it on a, on a judicious basis, you'll keep tweaking it, keep changing it, but it will keep getting better. But if you don't have one, well, as Don said, Don, you said it really well, you're winging it, and that doesn't tend to work too well. No, and your buyers or your potential buyers or your lost buyers, I should say, they see that clearly. Yeah. You know, they're, they're, you got to remember, like you said, they could do all of their due diligence out on the Internet. They could see everything they want to see. They, could, they know more about your company than they need to um, if they're a really right. well-studied buyer. You know what I mean? You know, they're right. really studying. And now, now it comes down to people. And so if you come in there and you, you're not following your process, you're not going about your sale the way uh, that works for your company, I mean, it shows completely. I mean, every day in my role, I have somebody who's trying to sell me something. It might even be somebody internally yeah. in my company that wants to sell me an idea. But if they're scattered right. and winging it, or if you're a salesperson that comes in, hey, you want to sell me a copier or whatever the case may be, you know, and by the way, copier salespeople are some of the best. I mean, they said years ago, yes. well, I don't know if you remember, the copier mm. uh, salespeople training programs used to be the best that were out there. Uh, but They uh, were? You know, <laughs> but, uh, you know, today, if somebody comes in and tries to sell me something and I could just see they're, they're winging it or whatever, they're confused, they don't know what they're doing. I mean, you're just wasting my time and it aggravates me. Yeah. Know? So you got to, oh, that's yeah. the problem. You want to make sure you don't aggravate somebody because then I'm never going to buy from you. No, I think that's a great point, Don, is, you know, you got to have a process, as Don has said, you got to know your subject matter. And Don said that extremely well. And if you don't have a process and a plan, you're doing it. Now, there's a, there's a topic that Don mentioned kind of the way around it in terms of how you handle a sales call. And one of the things that every salesperson who's taught every sales methodology in the world, and by the way, I am totally methodology independent. Maverick in Sales and Marketing, we work with all sales methodologies because I think basically they're all about the same. It's just different words are used, frankly. So I never have decided that I wanted to be in that business, but I work with everybody. What's interesting, though, very interesting, um, is it's about asking really good questions, number one. That's important. Number two, and this is one that I think – and I've talked about this in, in my blog a lot – um, is strategic listening. If you ask a good question, do you also truly listen to the answer? And I, I find that to be a separating factor of great salespeople. Don, have you seen things like that? I couldn't have said it better, Phil. You know, you're getting me all fired up here, Phil. I want to go out and sell something <laughs> right now. You know, and, and you and I have talked That's before. That's great. And yeah, we've had a lot of yeah. conversations on these topics and we see eye to eye on this. I couldn't agree more, and I'm not going to repeat what you just said because you said it well, but 
you know, and you've heard it in a lot of trainings, you know, the best listeners are the best sellers. I agree. I mean, because there's so many times where I might walk into a situation and I'm trying to sell them A and B. Okay. I know they want A and B. But when I actually stop talking and listen to them for a while, I'm like, holy cow, they might need A and B, but I could sell them C and D right now because that's what he's at. He's really talking about C and D, you know? And so um, I think, you know, the best listeners are the best sellers, but you have to know what to do with what you're hearing. And again, yes. not always can you do that by yourself. A team sale again. You go back, you team confer sale with again. your group, yeah. you confer with some of the executives on your in your company, maybe with some of your subject matter experts, and you say, hey, I presented A and B, but what he kept talking about, or what she kept talking about was this and that. And then, you know, everybody kind right. of says, you know, you have like a little brainstorming session, hey, let's do this and that for them, you know, put A and B on the side right yeah. now, we'll get in the door through C and D, and that comes through listening. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right, Don, and I think that's that's the point that I try to make to everybody is I, I know that asking good questions clearly is an important, very important part of the sales process. But as you say, what do you do when you ask the good questions and you get the information back? What do you do with it? And that's part of that strategic listening idea. Are you really doing a good job listening and then taking it and being able – and you may not – one of the things sellers often do is they feel the need to answer every question on the spot right away. And I will tell you that some of the best sellers who t- will tell you, I'm not sure of that answer. I want to check with my experts before I talk to you about that. And most often that will gain a seller a lot of credibility with a potential buyer because they've not tried to come on with some slick answer that probably isn't right. So don't do that. Sellers and then don't. Bill, and, and make sure you follow up with that answer because I'll tell you, you'll kill yourself. Yes. And I've got an example right now. I'm working with somebody who's actually trying to sell me a service that I'm very interested in that will help me run my business. And they said exactly yeah. that. And I appreciated that. They said, I'll have to get back to you with yeah. those answers. It's been two weeks, right. and I haven't gotten oh, my boy. answers yet. And so, you know what? Oh, I'm like, boy. hey, if, if he's not interested, maybe I'm not interested. So I'm going to go back on that internet, exactly. look for some of his competitors, and see if there is uh, somebody who is yeah. interested. You know, Because you definitely I, I, want I, I the would, service. I would, yeah. oh, I'm buying the service one way or another, but I would hate yeah. for that situation to be inside of that company's building where uh, he thinks he sent me an email or something, and he's relying all on this email instead of calling me or whatever the case may be. I mean, I get 200 emails right. a day, you know? So, yeah. um, and, and I, I read most of them, you know, but uh, yeah. it could be one email that slipped by me here from this poor guy, but he should have followed up with me in some other manner, you know? Knock on the door. Well, well I, Call me on my phone. Yeah, I talk I gave to my me, cell phone yeah. number. Talk, <laughs> oh, yeah. Get, you follow up in multiple ways. You call, you email, you write, you do everything because that's what the nature of follow-up. So some of the things that we've talked about in this discussion over the last 45 minutes have really been about the essence of selling, and it really hasn't changed that much. In our last segment, when I bring Don back in just a minute after we take a short break, what we're going to talk about is – how if you're going to get into business as a seller now what do you what do you focus on as a new seller and for companies out there i want to leave you with some things that you want to try and do from an expert's perspective like don so we'll be right back after this short break on sales execution optimization 
Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Maverin Sales and Marketing is a methodology independent and worldwide resource to help organizations better execute on sales process, sales coaching, sales planning, territory development, partner execution, and related topics. The organization works across all industries. Sales has certain elements that are beyond training and are better addressed by a company like Maverin, where each situation is unique. Reach out to Maverin by email at psbmaverin at gmail.com or call 404-840-4927. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. is sales execution optimization the new seo to reach phil bush or his guest today please call 1-866-472-5790 that's 1-866-472-5790 you may also send an email to psbush at bellsouth.net now back to sales execution optimization oh great happy to have you back thanks for listening in Today on our premier show of sales execution optimization, the new SEO. And for those of you who don't remember that, that, that term became very popular with the internet age of sale search engine optimization. But I think sales execution optimization is vastly more important in the grand scheme of things. But of course, I'm, 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 am I biased? You bet I am. Of course, this is all about what we talk about here on this show is how to sell better and to sell based on the ever vastly changing things that are going on out there. So in this last segment, what I really want to do is hopefully give you some takeaways that you can go back either to you as a, you as a seller, you as a sales manager, to your company, and some things that you can really latch on to, work on, because some things are universal in sales. And you've already heard my great guest, Don Nicholson. Don, can't thank you enough for being on a premiere episode here, president of North American Division of DECRA. And, um, you know, you've done a great job of kind of laying out the real world that you live in as a, as a senior exec of a company and, and having to deal with sellers of all different types and areas and geographies. But if you're telling, you know, if, you, if, you t- if a new person comes to you and says, Don, I want to get into sales – what would be the initial advice you would give them? Well, that's a great question. You know, I think today uh, it's very important uh, that you do enjoy, and this has always been the case with sales, but even more important today, that you do enjoy being with people. And, you know, we were just talking on the break, Phil, and I said, you know, to yeah. me, selling is the best thing, the best job to have in a company. Um, I mean, what, what's, it's, it's great going out, meeting people, making friends with them and seeing if you want to do business together. I mean, you know, there's no better job. So you have, I think you have to be a people person to be in sales. And today uh, we're seeing more and more that people are coming into business, young people who don't really know what that means because, you know, they're spending a lot of their time, um, you know, uh, through different types of avenues of communication that aren't face to face, whether it be social media, Facebook, uh, um, Instagram, all these other things, texting, uh, emails. But then the yeah. other thing is, I think you have to have a commitment to doing the work that's required to be successful. 
you can't sell anything without giving anybody a proposal. And you can't give anybody a proposal without going out and generating some leads. And so I find a lot of salespeople that, you know, I'm a big believer it takes base hits to win a baseball game. You know, of course, you're always going to have your yeah. grand slam every once in a while. But if you're not willing to put in the work, and this is 24 hours a day, sales is a contact sport, and it's 24 hours a day. This isn't an eight-to-five job. If you're, if you're interested in an eight-to-five job, you're not interested in sales. This is, you know, there's no vacation right. in sales. Every day you're working. So you have to have that mentality. And typically, you're incentivized to do that. I mean, you have a commission plan that will incentivize you to want to continue to keep working. I run a program called the Mathematics of Sales. And what it does is it basically shows a new sales rep or an existing sales rep exactly what they're going to have to do to be successful. And I have a full process. It's for another show. But you work uh, all the numbers. You start with the, uh, the leads that you need to generate to get the number of quotations or proposals that will come out of those leads or client meetings. First, you have client meetings. Then from the client meetings, you have the proposals or the quotations. And then from the, the proposals and the quotations, you have the orders. And then from the orders, you have the revenue, which is very important to the company. But all of that right. works off of your, your closing ratio. So there's, a certain, uh, there's yeah. certain ratios that you have in your business that goes from lead to meeting, from meeting to proposal, from proposal to an order, from an order to revenue. And we talk about that process and all those steps in between. And you have to be a master of that process. And you have to be a master of good selling techniques um, and, and be well-trained. Right. I think training is very important in today's world. You know, I read somewhere Tiger Woods takes uh, – well, he's, he's not playing golf now, although I think he just came back and played yeah. another uh, – another tournament uh, recently, but while he was at the top of his game, he took over a million practice swings a year. Now, why does the best golfer at the time need to take a million practice swings a year? Because he wants to stay the best golfer. And I think sometimes people don't realize sales training and business training and all those, those are our million practice swings a year. We have to go back into the classroom. We have to learn new techniques. We have to buff up on our old techniques to become uh, and continue to be the best salespeople we can be. Don't underestimate uh, the importance of training. And I see a lot of good salespeople that are like, "Ah, I don't want to go sit through that crap. I don't want to have to deal with that. Baloney. Baloney. If you're not investing in yourself (laughs) with training, uh, you're, you're moving back in your career. You're dying. If you're not learning through training, you're dying. Yeah. Yeah, and that's a great point, Don. I, I think you summed it up very nicely. And I actually have a quote, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bore our young audience just for 30 seconds, going back to an old movie before your time. But if you're interested in sales, see the movie Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross, because it, it's, it certainly does not represent sales at its best, but it does represent how some sellers and sales managers have, an op, have a relationship and Alec Baldwin plays the manager in that movie, and he says, ABC, always be closing. Well, I co-opted that phrase, and I don't, it's not ABC anymore. It's A-B-L, always be learning. If you're not exactly. learning in sales, you are falling behind because somebody else is learning something, and you're not able to apply it. So I certainly realize that sometimes sitting through an education session for a seller and sell, and by the way, having taught a number of those for sellers, they are some of the hardest people to teach because they're, they're always wanting to be talking to customers and that can both be a good thing and a bad thing. But the bottom line is that 
you, you've got to be willing to put the time in, as Don just said, to kind of hone the craft. And the best athletes in the world, the best everything in the world, they've all got people coaching, teaching, helping, learning. And, and you know, there's a great story to, to tie into what uh, Don was just saying. Michael Jordan was a great basketball player, but he didn't win six NBA championships until he had a great coach in Phil Jackson. So the best have coaching and they have the best coaching. So don't ever be afraid. And one of the things some sellers think is if I reach out for coaching, reach out for help, that means I'm not a great seller. Far from that, it's absolutely not the case. In fact, you may be the best seller because you're going to learn more faster by reaching out for help. So don't be afraid to reach out for help because you need it because you got to get better at what you're doing. I couldn't agree more. Don, that, and the best, yeah. the best line from that movie is put the coffee down. Coffee is the closure. <laughs> <laughs> I love that line. <laughs> it's a great line. But, you know, I've, I've, I've had a lot of young sellers say, I say, go, go back and find this movie. I know it's old, but watch the behavior of salespeople in a, in a very high-packed situation. And I always tell them it's not always be closing. It's always be learning because if you're not learning, you're falling behind. So I guess, Don, you know, you've been through this as, a, as an executive. You've been on the front lines. You know, to companies that are listening in out there, what kind of things do you think – you know, you would if you were starting a company today, whatever it sold, whatever it did, what would be the key things that you would want to make sure that that company did to really hone its craft? Well, the first thing I want to do is hire the best talent. Uh, you know, you, you, it's yeah. all, like you're putting together a team, a football team or a baseball team. And I know we're using a lot of sports analogies here today, but uh, to me, sales, yeah. sales <laughs> is a lot like sports. Um, so you want to make sure you have the best talent. So make sure you're getting the best and the brightest people that are going to be out presenting your products or services. That's number one. Then number two, get everybody together and formalize a process of how you're going to sell things. And, you know, Phil mentioned something good. It might not be the perfect process, but keep tweaking it. And I mentioned before, uh, education is one of my pillars of success, especially in sales. Keep educating on the best practices. Hey, I tried it this way. You know what? It really worked. And so keep yeah. improving that process every single day. And then I think, you know, you have to be committed to the investment that it's going to take to actually go out and sell. I find some companies yeah. that, hey, we're, we're cutting back on costs, so we're going to fire the sales team. I mean, <laughs> it's a spiral yeah. to, the, uh, to the abyss. Downward you know? spiral. And You're right. A downward spiral to the abyss. You have to invest well into your sales team. It's a big portion of uh, your budgets, uh, but it's worth it. And if you get the right people, you have the right processes, you train them properly. You, there's this guy I know, Phil Bush, who's uh, you know interviewing me right now. He's one of those great sales trainers. You, you, you have somebody who helps you do all these types of things, and, and you expect good results, and you'll get it. Yeah, well, Don, thanks for the nice comments there. And sales execution and optimization is really, you know, one of the things that I'm very passionate about because, and, and people say, well, why'd you get so passionate about it? And people think they, that I'm about to kind of round up all the great sales things I've done. And I say, well, I don't want to see people make all the mistakes I made when I was a young seller, where I never really had the training. So I like to be in this field because... 
what the things you just heard from Don, any organization, any company, anywhere, anybody can really benefit from by improving themselves. So it's really important to take that into account. So what we've learned today, I think, and can't thank Don Nicholson enough, our, our CEO who joined us today from DECRA. And uh, Don, really, really appreciate your time and all your insight to living this life like you do. You know, but we've heard about how the evolution of sales has, has really taken place, that, but selling is still fundamentally selling. You've still got to work your relationships. You've still got to show a roadmap to success on the customer side, a roadmap to revenue on your own side. We've talked about the fact that some people that, you know, Don has mentioned in multiple different avenues, the notion of follow-up. Folks, if there's one skill you got to have, you don't just throw things out there and say, I wonder what happened. You must follow up. And even if you get to be annoying to your potential customer, it's better than disappearing and vanishing. It's better to be a little bit too hard than it is to be too easy because you want to show them that you really want their business. So that's going to be really important to you. And as Don just talked about, you know, get a process in place, find it. And again, it won't be perfect. I've worked on many processes, and I don't ever claim any of them are perfect. They're good for that moment, but we're going to keep tweaking them as things keep changing. And I've implemented these processes in multiple countries. And I've made sure that we really tried to get ourselves in place in different countries because there are some cultural differences. Some of our listening audience from around the world will certainly attest to that. But there are still some things that are still the same. You got to do them every time. So, Don, you know, I guess if you uh, if you only had a minute with a potential or a seller, even one of your sellers today, and you only had a minute with them or a couple minutes, what would be your word, your pearls of wisdom that you would leave them with? No process, no sale. There you go. Oh, wow. And I think that's really important because I think, as Don mentioned earlier, so many sellers today, and I'm not picking on the younger sellers out there, the millennials or people like that. That's not what I'm doing, I promise you. But they, they do feel like they can get away, and I do mean that literally, get away with doing everything electronically. And the electronic means are there as a tool, but they are not the end game. So don't let it become your end game to be doing it everything electronically. Be, be a seller and do all the things you have to do. Always be learning. I cannot emphasize enough. Always be learning. Have a process and always be learning. If you do those two things, you're going to be successful. And by the way, whatever you sell today, it may not be what you sell down the road, but those sales skills will translate i promise you so i encourage all of you out there who are listening and tell your friends you know sales execution optimization is the new seo and executing on a properly optimized sales process will get you where you want to go and i've had a lot of sellers i've worked with through multiple companies who took lessons from one company and took them to the other and they were more successful the next time around because it does take a team and Don, I want to thank you very, very much for being with us today because you've uh, brought so much to the table. And, uh, you know, it's, you've done a great job with uh, 
educating our audience. And as you said, it kind of gets you fired up to want to go out and sell something when you're talking about it, doesn't it? It absolutely does, Phil. And what a great show you're going to have. And, and thank you so much for having me on today. And I wish you the best of luck with this. And I know it's going to be, uh, like everything you do, a great success. Well, I appreciate that, Don. I'm very happy to be here on Voice America. I've been great working with uh, some wonderful people at this network, and I'm very excited that this is our premiere episode. We'll be back every Monday at 4 p.m. U.S. East Time. And uh, tell your friends it'll be up online here soon. And, and But we're very excited to be with you talking about sales execution optimization. Reach out to me via email. Reach out to me on the blog. The blog is dailysalesthoughts.com, www.dailysalesthoughts.com. Reach out to me uh, through email, psbush at bellsouth.net, and feel free to reach out to me any way you have to. Always be learning. That's the key to sales execution optimization today. Thank you so much for being with us, and we'll see you next Monday. Take care and have a great week of selling. Thank you for listening this week. Sales Execution Optimization, the new SEO, can be heard live every Monday afternoon at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Have a successful week. 